Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Thursday, January 26th. It is six minutes after 11, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we're glad you're joining us today. Of course, you can follow along on YouTube. All you have to do is type in Kendall and Casey WIBC into the YouTube search bar. So let's talk about this latest poll. It came out, and it said that two-thirds of Americans say that Joe Biden taking classified material from the White House is a serious problem. Eight in ten agree that the appointment of a special counsel to probe the document scandal was the right move. There is also this other poll from CNN shows pretty much the same thing, that two-thirds of respondents felt that Biden taking the classified documents from the White House was a, quote, serious problem. Uh, that is interesting, right? Because I don't usually people to be in tune to, well, this is serious. This is whatever. They have to be feeling an impact on something usually to get their attention, especially when it's a Democrat. And yet here, despite the fact that at least knowingly, you don't know what the ramifications of the classified documents are, people still seem to be concerned about it. Well, it, it also crosses party lines, too, because it showed that 80 percent of Democrats approve of the appointment of the special counsel. Eighty eight percent of Republicans feel the same way. And even independence, which is a really important voting block for both sides, all disapprove of Biden taking the documents at 62 percent. So there's a big group of people who are all highly disappointed and feeling emotional about it. Well, and, and you know, we had we had J.D. Thomas on in hour one, and he was a former active member of the U.S. military, mm-hmm. also uh, did work for the NSA and the Pentagon. And he walked us through as someone who has actually handled classified documents. Mm-hmm. And that, let's think about all uh, so much of this. People are like, the classified documents this and the classified documents that. Most people have never handled a classified document. They don't know what is a classified document. So if you missed the show earlier when mm-hmm. the podcast, I think the podcast will be up as soon as we're done here. You can go back and listen to that in, in hour one. One, you you realize, especially with the Senate stuff, that there appears to be no way you wouldn't knowingly and willingly extract classified information as a senator, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is not like it is when you're vice president or even president where, hey, that got in the wrong box or whatever. Not how that works. You go in a room. Mm-hmm. He JD was telling us how you know they make you take your watches off. I mean, your smartwatch. You can't have your cell phone. Right. So you know what you're looking at is not something I should just waltz out of here with, unless you intend to waltz out of there with it. Yeah. Well, the Biden spokesperson John Kirby says that he's going to refer any classified document questions to Corinne Jean Pierre, and of course we know what happens when you ask. Corinne Jean-Pierre question. From a national security perspective, you work in national security, how concerned are you and does the system need reform? I'm going to defer most of the document questions to Corinne. The only thing I'd say here is that uh, you're welcome. Uh, Thank you. 
So that's John Kirby, a White House spokesperson, who's saying I'm going to refer it to her. Mm-hmm. And then, but the problem is when you refer it to her, and she doesn't answer. She doesn't answer the question. So you're left with no answer to the question. So it's a very circular conversation. They aren't giving any answers away. Maybe because they don't even know themselves. Because if the White House press secretary isn't told, she doesn't know. Right. And is she not getting the information? I mean, they're only giving her what they want her to say. Well, the problem with that, though, is, Casey, she had enough to make a definitive statement of we're done finding documents. Oh, right. But then they weren't done. I mean, so how do how do you square that? Where okay, well, she's an innocent victim here. Well, she wasn't innocent enough that she, I mean, she knew or had the ability or did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know which one it is, but she did make the the statement of we're done with the documents. We're you're not going to find any more. Do- and then we found a whole bunch more documents. I thought this was really interesting. Yesterday, Tom Cotton said that he's going to slow down confirmation of all of President Biden's nominees until Congress is allowed to review the classified documents found at his houses, his homes. He he said that senators will impose pain on the administration until they provide these documents. Yeah, so Tom Cotton is a senator from Arkansas, Mm -hmm. and this is one of the things, when we talk about the Republicans having some leverage, even in the Senate where they are in the minority, they are not in the minority enough that they don't have the ability to make life difficult. And it is so rare we actually see Republicans fight that this is a bit of a refreshing thing to see somebody say, look, there is clearly more to this story we are clearly not getting the whole story the american people are not getting the whole story and as such i'm going to utilize these tools in the toolbox in order to try to make life more difficult for you until you come clean with the american people well why give biden anything he wants until the american people know he isn't selling our country out i mean that's pretty much down to it what he's saying Tom Cotton is saying, you know what, we're done working with you until we know for sure that you're above board on all of this. Do we know he isn't doing any action for his own benefit? Well, no, of course we don't know, because by all implications, especially based on what we saw from the laptop, et cetera, Joe Biden was benefiting immensely mm-hmm. from things that he was doing. I mean, especially with what with, with the things that were have been made available uh, via via V visa visa V. Is that right? Visa visa V mm-hmm. Hunter Biden. Right. I mean, so you have a guy who clearly um, it appears there is at least reason to suspect that this guy, this guy being Joe Biden, the president of the United States, was doing things that most Americans would look at and say that's not completely above board. So he said Congress has an absolute right to every single document or item or photo or box or picture or map that was at President Trump's house, Biden's residence and office, and for that matter, Vice President Pence's residence as well. And uh, Cotton went on to say, I still have no clue what was in those documents. I'm not aware of any memory of Congress that has any clue. And he's saying, you know what, we're we're done here until you tell us what is going on. And here's the sidebar. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Whoopi Goldberg on The View, she was attempting to make excuses 
for President Biden. Oh, again? Yeah, I know. That's all they do over there now. I know. Trump stinks and excuses for Biden. She suggested that Biden might have declassified the records when he was vice president. Oh. Just like how Trump did when he he thought it with his mind. I I don't think it works that way, Casey. It doesn't work that way. I don't think the vice president can just say these are not classified (laughs) anymore. It's a serious matter, Rob. Biden takes it so seriously that he locked these documents next to his Corvette. It's it's almost like these women, because of course these women are the same people who talked about how Dr. Jill Biden would make a great Surgeon General, even though she doesn't have a medical degree of any sort. (laughs) It's almost like they have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Almost. It's almost like that. Almost like that. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Tom Brady. What's going on with him? Is he done? Is he not done? Is he going to play football some more? Is he going to get behind a microphone somewhere? Is he going to be on TV? Okay, so this is the thing that nobody's talking about. And when we come back, we're going to get into this. So Tom Brady has a deal mm-hmm. that when he retires, he's going to become the lead analyst for Fox Fox's football coverage, like Tony Romo is for, mm-hmm. for, uh, for CBS. And he's going to make a gajillion dollars, and he'll be their main guy. Um and the guy who is the main guy now knows knows this, and he right. so this the guy who is the main guy now is openly cheering for Tom Brady to keep playing football, well, yeah. so he can keep being he the main to guy. Keep his yeah. gig, yeah. All right, that's on the way from ninety three WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. After 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's take a look at some trending stories this morning. This one comes to us from a report from Orkin. Yes, Indianapolis is the seventh worst country, seventh worst city in the country for bed bugs. What? Yeah. Now we're not. We're talking, about, the we're talking about legitimate bed bugs here, not the politicians, right? <laughs> right. You're, right you're talking about actual bed bugs. Yeah, we are talking about oh. actual bed bugs. They say this includes both residential and commercial buildings. Yeah. Cool. A couple other Indiana cities made their top fifty list of uh, cities that were bad for bed bugs. <laughs> you want to take a guess? Indiana cities, also known as being bad for bed bugs. Well, I would guess like maybe Gary. No. Gary didn't make the list, huh? Mm-mm. How uh maybe uh I don't know. Fort Wayne seems pretty clean. Uh I don't know. Evansville, Jeffersonville. You were right, actually. It is Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne was number thirty five on the list, yeah. And South Bend was number twenty eight. What is going on in Fort Wayne? That <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Wash your sheets. Also trending, John Mayer, the musician, says that he is going to kick off a groundbreaking solo acoustic arena tour. This is his first solo tour of his 20-year career. It kicks off March 11th in New Jersey, and he's going to go to 19 cities across the United States and Canada. Of course, the closest that John Mayer will come to us is Chicago. 
When was the last time John Mayer did anything of relevance? Right. When did he have a hit on the radio? Yeah, like, I mean, I know he was with the dead. He's been touring with the the, the Grateful Dead for Mm -hmm. a while, which is fine. Yeah. Toured with Dave Matthews Band for a long time. But but when was, like, you know, your body is a wonderland waiting on the world to change, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 20 years? No. No, not that long. Didn't he have a song? uh, It's called New Light. And it's pretty pop. It was popular on his uh, Spotify, at least. But wasn't that some kind of hit? I have no idea, Kevin. That's why I asked the question. Never heard it. Last last one I know is the one Rob mentioned. If, if it yeah. happened before about 1985, I don't. It didn't. Yeah, it's true. You're not a good person to ask. <laughs> Finally, trending is the movie Elvis. It's returning to theaters after being nominated for eight Oscars. Of course, that's the Baz Luhrmann biopic about Elvis Presley. It's going to be shown in select <sighs> cinemas in the country one night only, and that is tomorrow night. So uh. if you haven't seen it, it will be back in theaters tomorrow, which is your chance to go see it. What's the problem? Well, we've had this conversation, and the problem is people go see this, and they think, that it's like some factual deal. And remember when it came out, I subjected myself to go see that movie. And mm-hmm. there's like just all sorts of things, including the like main part of the movie. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. It didn't, it didn't actually happen. And so if you want to go because you just say, ah, I just want to go be entertained and I don't really care, then okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to say, I'm going to learn about Elvis. Yeah, it's not a documentary. It's a... Interpretation. Fiction. Interpretation. Fiction is what you're looking for, Casey. Fiction. Let me ask you this. Do yes. you think they would ever make a documentary or a movie about Warren Zevon? Uh, there probably I'm, is a documentary. There's got to be a documentary. Yeah. Oh, there is. When he di- when it, right before he died, they made that the documentary because he knew he was going to die and the, the him putting the, the win, that last album together. Oh, yeah, it's real good. All those, good. all those famous people that came back and played with him, uh, you know, Don Henley, Jackson Brown, all those guys yeah. were on that album. Yeah, it's uh, the, the Wind. Yes, Sounds thanks, cool. Kevin. It was a factual. Yeah, it was him playing the songs? Okay. In his final days of yeah. life. It is 20 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Tom Brady. Will he keep playing? Will he retire? Will he go on TV? What, what's the deal? Fox analyst Greg Olson admits it would suck if Tom Brady retired and shoved him out of the broadcast booth. Because that's a real possibility. He's got, what, a 10-year, $375 million deal with uh, Fox just waiting for him when he eventually retires. When Tom Brady decides that he is done playing football, whenever that day comes, a $375 million deal, it's already been signed, Mm -hmm. just waiting for him. I find the announcer deals fascinating because... Who watches a game because of the announcer? Like, okay, let's say you've got a game on Fox and you got a game on CBS, and I'm just mm-hmm. picking some teams here. But your game on Fox is, I don't know, the Vikings and the Giants, mm-hmm. okay? And you've got on the other channel, you've got the Chiefs and the Bengals, which is the AFC Championship this game, but uh, this week, but uh, regular season game. And you're like, well, The Chiefs and the Bengals is a markedly better game with better quarterbacks. But, you know, Tom Brady, he's over there at Fox, so screw the better game. 
I'm just going to watch the game mm-hmm. with the Tom Brady's on. Is that a thing? Do you think that's going to happen? I think that you would be turned off by the announcer more than turned on. Like, you're not going to watch a game because of the announcer, but you might turn away because of the announcer. Is it also a thing, though? And here's what's interesting, though. I would say the initial buzz, obviously, there will be a lot of people who will watch it initially just to see how he does. But when you're making a 10-year commitment at a massive $37.5 million a year, mm-hmm. That's about more than just, hey, we're going to generate a little buzz off of Tom Brady. Yeah, that's a commitment. So I don't know. Maybe it is the brand Tom Brady being associated with your network. Mm -hmm. There is immense value in that. But the the point in all this is so uh, right now, Greg Olson is the main guy Mm -hmm. and he played for the um, Chicago Bears. He played for the Carolina Panthers. And then he just recently retired and he does a pretty good job. He he is their main guy right now. He does the the big game of the week and and does does a pretty good job. But I love this, that instead of being like, oh, you know, it's just an honor to be here and uh, I'll look forward to my next venture or whatever, he's like, screw it. And, and openly said, I want Tom Brady to keep playing football because this is a better thing for me. Right, so absolutely. keep going forever. Yeah, he said he knows it's only a matter of time before Tom Brady retires from playing football and gets his gig. But how about Kevin Burkhart? So this is who Tom Brady's partner is going to be, who is currently with Greg Olson, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's sitting there knowing that his side, I mean, it would be like me and you. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you just know one day your partner's going to change. Yeah, I guess if you're him, the idea of knowing that there will be a lot more interest in you by default once Tom Brady gets here would be somewhat intriguing. I just don't understand the amount of money that goes into paying these announcers. And we have seen this now in the play-by-play and commentary for several years. And clearly these, look, CBS, NBC, Amazon, Prime, uh, Fox, these people exist to make money. They're not running a soup kitchen. So if the announcer did not uh, alter the financial landscape of the company, they wouldn't put the money in. But you've seen a gargantuan deal for Tony Romo. You saw ESPN offer big money to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to go do Monday Night Football. You saw Al Michaels get a huge payday to leave Mm -hmm. Sunday Night Football and go to uh, Amazon Prime. You saw Mike Tirico get a big payday over at NBC to do Sunday Night Football. And now, obviously, with Tom Brady coming in, deal after deal after deal, there's some reason they're paying these announcers. And I just freely admit... I don't get it because I, I, I've never like watched a game because, well, you know, uh, Troy Aikman is doing the game. What if he's really, really bad? He could, who knows? Like they, I mean, I know that they've seen him in press conferences. We all know he can speak. He clearly knows the game intimately. Yeah. But what if as a broadcaster, he is awful? Well, also a great point, Casey, because you see this in sports a lot of times where the best coaches were not the best players. Right. The best, many of the best coaches were people who sat on the bench. They watched the game. They maybe didn't have the physical skills. And then you'll see uh, great players who become managers who often don't become or coaches who don't don't succeed. And that's a great question is can his knowledge and skill of the game of football, uh, can it be can it correlate? Is that the word? Yeah, the, the parlay into a broadcasting right. career? Can, can he can because 
you owe him $375 million, mm-hmm. so he ain't going nowhere. Right. So, good luck. Yeah, uh, what? They're going to have to work it out. And a guy like Tom Brady, who's used to being number one, who's used to you know having all of the knowledge and information, is he going to take any sort of criticism or... <laughs> Working with him to make him a better broadcaster is he is he going to be open to that? Well, and here's the thing with Brady, he does not need the money. So if he doesn't enjoy doing it, or he's not having fun with it, or you know he doesn't, he's not finding too much of a commitment. He could he, he could, he could walk away, and it, right. I mean, as ludicrous as it sounds to us, he would not miss thirty seven and a half million dollars a year. Okay, do we have time quickly to get into what's going on with Britney Spears? Yes, please. <laughs> a spokesperson for the Ventura County Sheriff's Office said it was around eleven p.m. Tuesday night when they started to. Re- Receive phone calls about Britney Spears because she deleted her Instagram account and authorities went to her home out of an abundance of caution just to make sure she was okay. Yeah, this is weird, right? Like, this is the standard now is that if you delete your social media, we now must exhaust a bunch of police resources or emergency resources. Shouldn't they have been out, like, fighting actual fighting crime, crime? Arresting do batters. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, we all want everyone to have a very safe, happy, and healthy life, but simply going to someone's house because, and think about this is the celebrity treatment, right? If your friend Cheryl deletes her Instagram, mm-hmm. do the cops show up at right. Cheryl's house? Right. No. You know, if, you're, if your buddy Brad deletes his Facebook, mm-hmm. is there a throng of law enforcement that comes doing a welfare check on Brad? No. There are two societies, right? Rules for them and rules for us. And I just think it's an egregious use of emergency resources that they showed up because she deleted her Instagram. Yeah, her fans apparently thought something was really wrong with her because she deleted her Instagram account. And, uh, well, this is on the heels of her having a bit of a manic episode recently where she was spotted at a restaurant, um, you know, doing a lot of more crazy things so her fans thought maybe something was wrong but how good for her to know that that many people are looking out for her yeah that Uh, you know if you deleted your socials how many people do you think would check on you yeah all right uh when we come back abdul is going to join us Mm -hmm. he's got some very interesting of course he's been polling because he's pondering a run for mayor and he's got some very interesting poll numbers about how people feel about the mayor and the city of indianapolis all right a talk with abdul coming up next with kendall and casey on 93 wibc you know, the better off you'll be. 93 WIBC, it is the Kindle Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Oh, look. And he's wearing a tie. I'm not he's an author. <laughs> he's a broadcaster. He's a provocateur. He may be the next mayor of the city of Indianapolis. Abdul Hakim Shabazz. All right, let's start with that. You have been touting that you've been doing some polling as a part of your exploratory committee. You have the polling info. You have stuff to give us. Go. Uh, yes, uh, and this will be uh, part of the part of the decision making process. Now we got one. Well, I got to go through the numbers and all the data and everything because we just uh, we're still getting everything in. Uh, but then once I get all the data and have to go convince the most tough, yeah, the tough, uh, the most supportive yet cynical voter in Marion County. Do you have to like? Is I'm picturing it in like the scene in the Blues Brothers where Jake Blues <laughs> is on his knees with Carrie Fisher under the bridge. Now she's he's got saying, the big, she's got the big gun. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to say things weren't his fault, but I kind of picture that's how you you having to beg your wife to run for mayor. Um, I, I, 
Without the sewer part, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, so you've got you do have some actually interesting information, uh, not necessarily about the mayor's race per se, but about the city. Uh, yeah. Uh, for example, one of the one one of the things we looked at uh, was sort of the the overarching ten thousand foot view of Indianapolis. In other words, how do people feel? Yeah. About the city, because you know emotions are very important in politics, and only twenty seven percent. Uh, thought the city was on the right track. Mm. What is wrong with those people who think the city is on the right track? Like, what would you look at in the I city would, and go, it's going really well? I would argue those are diehard D Democrats, just like diehard R Republicans, that the world could be falling down, a big giant missile about, a big giant meteor about to hit the city of Indianapolis. You know, it's just two feet above the ground. Like, oh, yeah, everything's just fine. Yeah. So the, 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 they're not even answering where they actually think the city's doing well. It's a, well, the Democrats run everything, and I'm the Democrat, so I've got to say things are going well. Yeah. But only while, while 27% thought the city was on the right track, and almost 50% thought the city was on the wrong track. Mm. So that was, that was sort of like uh, scale number one. Uh, scale number two, uh, when we look at uh, whether the mayor deserves a third term, uh, this is this was a really interesting number because I've seen this number actually before. Yeah, uh, only thirty three percent of the five hundred something odd people that we surveyed said that the mayor should get a third term in office. How many? Thirty three percent. Well, that's not very high. No, and that's actually the same number that we found out back in September October when we polled the Secretary of State's and uh, U.S. Senate race. We also asked about the mayor stuff. And that same number was 33%. Did you ask the same people? Uh, no, diff- different different <laughs> people. Uh, but see, but here's where it gets even more interesting. Uh, there were two other polls done. Uh, one was a countywide poll. One was a, uh, was a center township poll. And they asked the same question. Do you think the mayor deserves a third term? In the center township poll, he was like 42, 43. But that's center township we're talking about. But in the countywide poll, guess what? 33%. So that tells me that fundamentally, although Marion County leans Democratic heavily, there's there's a disconnect between the voters and the mayor. How how hard is it to sell a third term versus a second term, right? Because even if you don't do great on a first term, you might say, "Well, we had all these challenges and blah blah blah," and you know, I I can really fix it. I just need four more years. It's a lot harder to say I need years eight to twelve to clean up the problems. And the the old joke is like if you're like the old joke is if you're ready for county prosecutor, you only get two terms because by then you put everybody's brother, sister, mother, uncle, cousin in jail. So you might want to go run for run for something else. Third terms are very hard and very tricky to do, particularly in, in urban big places like the city of Indianapolis. Abdul is here. We're talking about his polling data. Yes, Casey. So how do these numbers affect your decision, Abdul? They make it they make it easier because number one, it got got information because I don't mm-hmm. just jump into things willy nilly. Uh, number two. It makes it easier to say yes because it shows that there is a path to victory. Now, still got to do all the other other stuff too, because once again, Mary County still leans Democratic, but it, but it makes it easier to lean yes than no when it, once it, once I get all the all the numbers and all the data in. Do you when you look at Hogsett because Ballard uh, obviously I'm going to guess because you're a student of history is somewhat your blueprint in uh, 2007 and then 2011 obviously he was reelected but the 2007 was is probably more relevant to you because he defeated an incumbent. What are some of the things that Ballard did well that he was able to pull enough people to offset how blue Indianapolis is? And are those uh, things he did still relevant today? I would say Greg Ballard's biggest thing is that Greg Ballard wasn't crazy. That is okay. Greg. That, that was Greg, that was Greg Ballard. I mean, Jim Merritt doesn't seem like a crazy guy, and he got like nine votes. Well, but there, there, there's a difference between the way Jim ran and the way uh, Greg ran. Because when when Greg ran back in 2007, it was all about Bart Peterson. It was about the crime. It was about the taxes. People were mad and just ticked off. And Greg Ballard said, "You know what? Do no harm." 
And he didn't. Uh, unlike another guy who was a candidate uh, before Greg Ballard was, he made some really anti-Semitic yeah. remarks. But Republicans loved him because he had money. But they made the anti-Semitic remarks. They had to get rid of him. So they got uh, Greg Ballard at, at, a, at a special caucus. So I think from that perspective, it is if whoever's running against Joe Hogsett can show they're not crazy and they can actually do the job. I think they can pull enough of those moderates, those independents, those those soft Democrats who are supporting like Robin Shackelford or Greg Merriweather in the primary to, to switch over. When you, uh, we'll get off this, we'll get to the state house here in just a second, but before, what, what, what ultimately, I mean, is it literally just, I need to ask my wife now, or is there like still something else to consider? Because um, we want to write you checks, and, oh. you know, but I'm not doing it until you declare. I'm going to write you the first check once you declare, but I'm not paying for an exploratory committee. You're all, all in or all out, brother. I've heard quite a bit of that lately, so go figure. <laughs> uh, no, my wife and I are going to talk this weekend just to make sure we're all all clear on everything. Because my wife, my wife, my wife, she'll let me do it. She's like, honey, I'll support whatever you want to do. But I just want to make sure, like, hey, sweetie, just, we, we start to go down this road, mm-hmm. there'll be some things that you're going to have to deal with that you may not want to because you're, you know, the, yeah. the candidates. Sure, want. right. Do these numbers show what platform you would run on? Or do you already have that in mind? Public safety, public works, public trust, because the big issues are crime, roads. And ironically, uh, in some areas, the big issue is social justice, believe it or not. That's what a lot of people think. I argue that if you have. The number one, the number one uh, issue of social justice is to feel safe mm-hmm. and be able to get to work and make a living for yourself. If you can't do that, then all this other stuff doesn't matter. For exa- We've for, never had a black mayor in Indianapolis, have we? Nope. No. No, for example, uh, somebody who's worked hard to own their own home should not become a prisoner in it because some knucklehead doesn't know how to honor the social contract. You shouldn't have to worry about you know, getting your axle fixed in your car and losing your job because you hit another pothole in the city of Indianapolis. And you should have a government that you can trust and trust enough to leave you alone. So when we talk about you know, sort of the social justice, diversity, equity, inclusion, none of that matters if you don't have the fundamentals down, down pat. So, so part of it is, is, is getting that message out to the voters who argue that social justice and diversity, equity, inclusion, which I, which I get to understand, are big issues. But you got to take care of the blocking and tackling first. All right, before we let uh, you go. How, how's that for nonsense? Yeah, that was perfect. And I almost <laughs> wanted to really like you right there for just a brief moment. Uh, before I let you go, I saw this. You had this up at IndiePolitics.org. The, taba- the anti-tobacco people are out in full force again. They are coming for a large tax on tobacco. What's happening? Uh, they're proposing a $2 increase in the tobacco tax and, and tobacco-related things like, like snuff, uh, chew, dip. Uh, vape, also cigars. Well, I, I noticed a change in your voice when you mentioned <laughs> that they're also coming for cigars. I, I don't think it's going to happen because, once again, it, it'll get it's got through the House a couple times but never got through the Senate. So I think uh, part of what they're doing is you know promoting the idea uh, to use a tobacco tax to pay for health care needs as opposed to uh, a, a tax on hospitals. Okay, so the question is, why do they – it's like every year we have this conversation. Yeah. And as you said, almost every year it gets shut down. Are these people like just having to justify their jobs? Is that why every year they make this push? I it's, mean, it's, it's a legislative priority, so they push it every year. It, but the government would not – this is the thing people don't realize. The government would struggle to exist if – you if if people stopped smoking right if people stopped doing the vaping the dipping the cigar smoking the cigarette smoking the government gets so much of its revenue from tobacco taxes it would struggle to exist the the argument is the government yes the government would lose lose the revenue in tobacco taxes but it would save money in uh, healthcare costs is the logic and rationale but of course i argue nowadays tobacco taxes really don't matter because most of your taxes from from plants comes from marijuana 
as opposed to tobacco these days. Well, and so that was my follow-up question, is would these same people lose their minds if Indiana legalized marijuana? Are we going to be back in that same conversation if it's marijuana, or is it just we don't like c- cigarettes and uh, cigars and you know, whatever? That's, a, that's an interesting question. I'm going to have to ask. Why am I always having to do the work for you? Because that's what you're here for. Well, that's true. Casey, got anything else with this guy before we let him go? <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Uh, what's coming up this Saturday? Uh, this Saturday, uh, we'll be talking to our friends at the Farm Bureau, talk to our friends at the uh, National Federation of Independent Business people just about some of the things going over at the legislature also talked to my good friend andy downs the mike Downs center for indian politics all right he's an author he's a broadcaster he's a provocateur he may be the next mayor of the city of indianapolis abdul kim shabazz thank you my friend hey thank you you're listening to kennel and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about kaskali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if kaskali is right for you I went home with the waitress The way I always do It is 11.45. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Warren Zevon Day. This is it. This is your last yeah. song for Warren Zevon Day. And this is the last theme day for Rob for a while. Yeah, I'm, not in the, gonna, I'm in the back of the queue. Yeah, I think it's Casey's <laughs> turn next. Am I up next? Have you decided who you're going to go with? No. It's going to be a surprise oh, tomorrow. Great. Sure, it'll it may be. Like you you never know. Baez right? Or... It could it could be like Justin Bieber or Rihanna. You know, right, Riri, or or it could be the Rolling Stones. You just don't know. Uh, that's, so I'm I know you're waiting Taylor with Swift. bated breath. Oh, uh, wouldn't does... that be something? A Taylor Swift day. <laughs> who does the uh, what about a Krista Berg is that his name Krista he's Berg he's only yeah. got like two no, songs no Pay the Ferryman there's Krista two. Berg and you two love songs. that song yeah. too no no you could do an 80s hits day that would be fun you could be yeah. thematic like that you don't have to stay with the artist but maybe genre that, that might even be that might be even better so you know gonna, what I'm gonna blow your mind maybe even do country oh oh wow like or, old country outlaw country or any country you just stuff. don't know you just don't know I know Rob will hate that. What? You're giving me the eye. Why, why? No, I just, are you side-eyeing uh, me? So you got, you've got the day mm. tomorrow, so you'll ruin it with whatever choice you make. <laughs> and then uh, I, we're going to open it up to Kevin on mm. Monday. Yeah. And Kevin, look, you're a businessman, so I'm not telling you what to do, but you have the most powerful media outlet in the entire state at your disposal. Mm-hmm. If you don't pick your own band, you are doing a gigantic disservice to your musical future. So I know you love those Arctic Monkeys or Viagra Boys or whoever else, but do you know the opportunity that is going to be bestowed upon you on Monday? And if you do not pick your own band, yeah. you, 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 well, I'm just telling you as your friend and mentor, you will be doing a colossal disservice to your future musical career. Uh, and this band that you're mentioning, it's Uno Gold, yeah. Uno dot Gold at Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like your own posts on Instagram? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? No. What? Well, you said if you don't pick your own band, you know, you're doing a disservice to your band, to your business. So I'm wondering when you post something for Uno Gold on Instagram. Oh, you mean it's Kevin McNamara? Do you? Yeah. Do you like your own oh, posts? Uh, I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you like your own posts? You mean like if I post something for Kendall and Casey? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. At least, no. I'm not trying to be Mike Pence here. No, I have never done that. Right. Uh, there would be no reason for me and to ever like my own post. And then somebody's going to screenshot it and send you the receipt, the, call you out. No, you did. Like, I do not go out of my way to like our own posts because I would think most people, based on the wording of the posts, would mm-hmm. know 
that, that you is a, wrote it. That is a Rob Kendall post. Right. Yeah. Now, I've been told both ways that you should like your own post to help your own algorithm. Probably. Yeah, it's good for engagement. Do you right. have any shame? That's the question. Right, but then I've also thought, well, that's kind of conceited to like your own post, right? Why? I, you got to realize we're playing a game here and we're working with an algorithm mm-hmm. and we're yeah. just trying to push our content. Yeah, that's a okay. good point. That, yeah, so I don't think it's conceited. To like your own material. And look, here, here's the thing. If you are an up and coming whatever, mm-hmm. you have to be your own personal cheerleader, right? Like yeah. your best yeah. advocate. If you will not advocate Believe for yourself, yourself, nobody else is going to advocate for you. Okay. Uh, well, this leads us into our next conversation, which is about TikTok and how the senator from Missouri, Josh Howley, proposed a bill that would ban TikTok in the United States, not just from government devices, but from all devices. He said that TikTok is China's back door into American lives and it threatens our children's privacy as well as their mental health. Of course, this bill is part of a larger messaging campaign from Howley. He's putting opposition up against the Chinese Communist Party. But part of it is that he's saying this app is bad for us. And the app right now boasts more than a billion users around the globe. Okay, so my question to you is this, because you use this terrible thing. Right. You have it still on your cellular device, correct? Why do you, okay, first of all, why? Why do you do this? Why? Why? Why am I on the platform? Why Why do I still have it on my device? You know what it is. Why do you do that? Yeah. Why do you threaten the safety of Kevin and myself and everyone else by subjecting us? I'm worried that like the TikTok is going to levitate out of your cellular telephone (laughs) and hop into my phone and then my phone is going to be infected with the TikTok. You think it's going to do that? Well, I don't know, but you're putting us all at risk. Okay. As much as a risk, you know, we were all about your, if you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing it for your neighbors. Wasn't that the theme of the past three years? Right. You know, Mm -hmm. get the shot. It's Mm -hmm. not for you. It's for your neighbors. Right. Your friends, your family. Why are you doing this? Why? Well, this... I peer pressure. No, I, I've told you this before that in the past it was for my job because it was expected of me. Yeah, but it's not now. Are you sure? Have you been in my contract negotiation meetings? I want to. I want to <laughs> see where it says you must have a TikTok. I want to see that. Well, your uh, your daughter is of the TikTok generation. Yeah, she's not on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for her. Right. Exactly. Isn't that something? Yeah. She doesn't post anything on social media. She's not like on Facebook. She's not on Instagram. She'll consume it. But she doesn't contribute That's why she's to a happy it. person. Yeah, probably. That's probably why she never sent me a friend request either. Right, because she's not on these apps. And you know what? That's interesting you bring that up, Rob, because I did read somewhere. Yeah, that's why. That's why. I think she's afraid of you, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Rightfully so. Because I've invited her to come in the studio a few times. And besides arguing about the hour of which time she would have oh, yeah. to wake up to get in here, yeah. um, she's kind of like looked at me timidly like, because I've prepped her. You know, Rob might ask you some questions about yeah. Mitch Daniels or sure. being at Purdue. Absolutely. And that's when she's like, yeah. I'm, I, and then she'll just disappear. <laughs> well, I'm feeling under the weather to associate with your weirdo co-worker. She can come in when Rob is afraid to come into work. Yeah. Right, right. Next time it snows. Yeah. Okay, so so you feel pressured to have TikTok for I professional, did. professional. I did. Yeah, I did. Okay, so the, 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 the follow-up question is this. If no one is forcing you to do it Mm -hmm. and you're doing something of your own free will and you know what the thing is, right? Like, do I? 
you know what TikTok is. Do I? You know there's a good chance your information and data is being pilfered. Right? I mean, you know that. You're a grown-ass woman. It was like that with Facebook and Instagram. Okay, but the point is, but we're not talking about them right now. We're t- I'm not talking about your logic or your flawed logic on why you want China to have access to your stuff. You know, right? Don't you think they already did? Casey. <laughs> right now we are focusing on TikTok. Okay. I, I, the logic on why you do it doesn't matter. You're not doing it because someone from the government has said you must have TikTok, right? Right. You're not doing it because you're being threatened in any shape, form, or fashion. You are not. You are not in fear of your safety if you don't have TikTok. Correct? I like the editing software that's in there. It's great, Casey. You're not listening to me. I don't care why you have it. I don't care. You're just not listening to me. You're like the guy who called earlier. You're just not listening. The point is, you are a free person mm-hmm. who can think of sound mind for yourself Mm -hmm. and if you decide you want to do that knowing the risk associated with it and you choose to do it why is it the government's job to stop you from doing that right why can't i do it i thought we still lived in a free country right i I don't know but there's like an obsession now especially amongst the republican party everybody wants to to tell you that you can't have it Remember todd rokita the attorney general came out on a big thing about he's going after tiktok and now holly's going after tiktok there's all sorts of things we do every single day that are harmful to ourselves Mm -hmm. and we have the right to do that as long as we're not harming other people Right, that's that's part of being an American. Right, you have the right to make stupid, silly choices. Absolutely, and so do you. Exactly. Yeah, I am not on the TikTok. I will never be on the TikTok. I have two social media apps. Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, I guess three if you count Instagram. Although I a question about that. <laughs> I don't really take pictures so much, other than maybe of my dog every so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most of my Instagram posts are just Twitter posts that I screenshot, right. and then post as is a that, picture. Is that a party file? Um, because people seem to like them. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's with the them. same message though, just on a different platform. Right, but well, I mean, it, am I violating the spirit of Instagram? Well, I think Instagram's changing now because they're pushing out reels and they want you to do video. And they're pushing out what reels? Yeah, which, which it's kind of like they're trying to be like TikTok. It's their version of TikTok. Right? Well, I don't have TikTok, so what is that, Casey? It's just short form videos. Why would you? Oh, oh yeah. like uh, what was the thing we had? Vine. Vine. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that Vine. was that was. Yeah, that was like the original. Yeah, I, I did have a Vine at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do much with it, but I had. Did it. you did you delete that app? Have you closed it down? Have you made sure that your information is still not floating out in space? Well, if they it probably went at, just went away. Yeah, from yeah, from ten away. years ago. Mm-hmm. If I guess if they've just got it, then they've got it. But I didn't post anything on there. Yeah. But, 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 but I just don't understand why we're in the business of telling people or adults of sound mind that if they want... Now, the government shouldn't be coming to save you, right? Like, the government shouldn't be coming to save you because you are making a conscientious choice mm-hmm. to do this thing mm-hmm. knowing this is the risk of having this thing. Mm-hmm. But the government shouldn't stop you because from doing the thing. Control and regulation, that's what they do. Because you getting your data stolen... Or Kevin getting his data stolen doesn't harm me unless there's something from me in your data, which is why I don't give either two of you any of my data. <laughs> oh, I've got your data. <laughs> they're going to find some really, really obscure 70s uh, songs sent to Kevin. That's all they're going to find in our they're correspondence. They're going to have the whole chat log of uh, us just... <laughs> Talking about Warren Zevon. So, what do you think? Is this Josh Halley going to be successful with this bill? Well, it seems to get like TikTok banned. It seems like there is a real push mm-hmm. by 
the Ameri- by the American lawmakers. And again, it appears to be a predominantly Republican thing. Mm-hmm. But also, it does seem that there are Democrats who are on board with this. There does not seem to be the um, usual ideological shift or split that we see on things. And it does appear universally that lawmakers are concerned about TikTok, which I would just prefer that they sur- solve actual problems that are actually harming people. Casey's going to have all of her information stolen by China. Okay, <laughs> we've settled that. You are choosing to continue to engage in that behavior. It's like saying if you uh, drink excessively, you're probably going to harm yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, your choice. As long as you don't get behind a wheel or start harming or beating other people up or whatever, then that's you. It's none of my business. I, you know you know the risk. You know the risk. If Kevin goes to that concert tonight and has seven too many brews and wakes up in a ditch somewhere, he knew the risk. So he's got to be on a wheel. Who cares? <laughs> All right. Enjoy your last song on Warren's Yvonne Day. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, the gun guy's in next. I'm the innocent bystander.